Hello and welcome to Zeitgeist Banana, the podcast all about the English language. Coming to you from Paris. And today I'm joined by James. Now, James is my colleague here in Paris. He's an English teacher. I'm an English teacher. So, James, I'll just say to you, Guten Tag. <laughs> Guten Tag, Gideon. Your um, French is um, improving by leaps and bounds. <laughs> yeah, I, I do my best. Uh, so who, who are you, James, exactly? Well, I, as you say, I'm an English teacher in Paris. I've been teaching in Paris for almost 10 years and in France for 12 years. Verbs. I think I, I know in a kind of dormant way that yeah. that's to say at the back of my mind or in the deep recesses of my brain lies a group of proverbs which from time to time surface. I think proverbs contain a kind of popular wisdom that is often drawn from agriculture or is often drawn from the countryside. So it's a wisdom that our, our great-grandparents might be more familiar with than us, for example. Well, I can't ask them. But <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you my proverb, and uh, we, can, we can discuss it, and then I'm going to come to you. It's like a game of ping-pong, okay? Okay. Okay, so my proverb, I've cheated. You know, these are English proverbs, okay? I kind of cheated, and I've got one or two which have equivalents in foreign languages, and you have to tell me what it means and the equivalent proverb in English, okay? That's my challenge for you. You might have a different challenge for me. Oh, so you're going to say it in the original language? In English. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The first one's Russian. I don't speak Russian. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Uh, shall I do it with a Russian accent? Why not? If it rains, there will be mushrooms. Okay. So there will be mushrooms. What does it mean? Well, it sounds very positive. Oh. Uh, and it might even be the same as every cloud has a silver lining. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. It might, yes. might well be. I think so. Which means what? Would you like to explain to the listener? What does every cloud has a silver lining? What does that mean? Well, it, it means that every negative situation um, contains the seeds of something positive. Now, of course, this is not always true, but we, we say this to encourage people or to look on the bright side, we might say. So even though things are going pretty badly at the moment, in the current situation, there, there are the seeds of something positive, and we don't know what that is. Uh, very well defined, such as the, uh, the lockdown and the COVID situation, which, which is uh, catastrophic, but there are some, some positives from lockdown. Absolutely, um, yeah. I so many have people, an example of that. But. Yep, many people, they, they feel a different person um, having gone through the lockdown. And so they have transformed themselves in ways that they did not imagine. Uh, yes, indeed. And you could also say, like, the, for the environment, for, for individuals and for the environment as well, there's less pollution than there was, yep. f fewer flights going around the world and less pollution in general. So that would be uh, 
the silver lining in the cloud or the mushrooms whatever. absolutely yes <laughs> absolutely so mushrooms for for russians i'm going to guess that this is a very positive thing i think what i like is uh that about the russian one you could also use it literally you could you know it's raining you can literally go out and get mushrooms yeah of, of <laughs> and <laughs> And from I, the supermarket, I, you mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, I, and I'm told, I checked this with, with a Russian person, Anna, actually. I checked with Anna, and she says, there's no such thing as good weather and bad weather. There's only weather. And whatever the weather, you can always find something positive. Don't complain about the rain, because, you know, something's good. You can pick mushrooms, you can make your garden green. It never rains, but it pours. <laughs> <laughs> Over to you, your first proverb. Okay, so my first one is, he who makes no mistakes makes nothing. Or we might say, she who makes no mistakes makes nothing. And this is very yeah. appropriate yeah. in a, a teaching environment, because it's very important to, to make mistakes, mm -hmm. because otherwise you won't learn. Yeah. And so nobody opens their mouths and speaks perfect English. So for a ped pedagogical um, reason, this is a great proverb. Yeah, I agree. You, le you learn by your mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah, if, if first you don't succeed, try, try again. So uh, if, you, I think if at philosophy... first you don't succeed, give up. <laughs> first you don't succeed, don't be obsessive. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And does this ha have any significance for you? He or she who makes no mistakes makes nothing? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that's true. And I think we just, uh, in general, we give up too easily. We're easily discouraged. But, yeah, the mistakes, it's, it's part of the learning process. Absolutely. Everyone makes mistakes. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so what is your, your second the, sex, the second one, this is a, a Chinese proverb which has an English equivalent. I think it's going to be quite easy for you. <laughs> the hasty man eats his soup with a fork. Well, I, I, it's relatively easy. So this is, this is not make haste, not speed, is it? Or, um, well, more haste, less speed. More, that's it. Yeah, more haste, less, less speed. That's right. Apart from the, the Chinese element, why have you chosen this particular proverb? Well, it's just a, a, a simple piece of advice. I, I think everyone's been in the situation when you, you try to do something in a hurry, you're, you're, you're late for an important appointment, you rush out of the house and then you realise you've forgotten to put in your, your trousers or, or something. So, yeah, take it easy, slow down, think about it, then go ahead. James, tell us your second proverb. Okay, so my, my second proverb is many a slip twixt cup and lip. Many a slip twixt cup and lip. Mm. Now, this word twixt, it's an old form of between. So the proverb is there is many a mistake between your cup and your lip. That is to say, as you are on the point of drinking your tea or your coffee, this is a moment when you are prone, when you are susceptible to making a mistake. 
And the the proverb points to the fact that you should take the greatest care at the moment that you are finishing something, because typically it's at that moment that things can go wrong. From personal experience? To give you an example, I play chess. And chess, like rugby, and there are going to be many people listening to the podcast wondering how can chess be related to rugby. But the point is that as you are on the point of of winning the game, as you are in the final few minutes of the game or the final few moves of a game of chess, this is the moment when you can make a mistake and ruin everything. So you have to take the greatest care on the point of finishing a project. Good advice. Listeners, if you're out there. (laughs) Don't play rugby. Yeah, yes. (laughs) My turn? Yep, over to you. So my next proverb is, beware of any venture that requires new clothes. And that, it is a proverb, but it's also a saying because it was said by Henry David Thoreau. Do you know it, James? Uh, of course, yes. Yeah, I'm I'm a Thoreau fan. And and does this have particular meaning for you? Does this have deep meaning for you? It just goes back to the time that I worked in offices and getting jobs and having to wear a a suit and a tie and hating it so much and then being invited to. Uh, various functions and putting on clothes which I felt uncomfortable with and yeah so I it just resonates with me that's right and and the clothes you wear it's a form of evaluation isn't it yeah people look people look at what you're wearing and they make a snap judgment about you exactly there's an element of judgment and danger you think you're entering with clothes you're, you're you don't feel comfortable with that's right. And, and if, you, if your suit or tie is too expensive, people can spot this in a moment. So, I've never had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> how, how you get the cheapest uh, suits. Well, uh, yeah, okay. So there's a lot of social, um, social marking uh, yeah. related to, mm. to clothes. Exactly. Yes. And think of all the situations where you need new clothes, a wedding, a funeral, not your own. But, but, your uh, birth. But yes. <laughs> yeah. There's danger there. I, I have precisely one suit, and yeah. I bought it in England maybe 30 years ago. And I bought it for, I think it was £9.50. And Lovely. it was reduced in a sale. I think it was reduced 75% and then 50% of that and then 20% of that because nobody wanted to buy this suit. And um, Is it pink nylon? <laughs> it's not. It's kind of like a sort of pea green colour. Uh-huh. It, it's, a, it's a very nice texture and it's okay. pea green. But... Yeah. I still wear it. I mean, I, I only wear it on those occasions when I want to shock. But nevertheless, it, it's good for weddings and it's good for other formal situations. And it's with me now. I'm not wearing it, of course, but it's, it's with me now in, um, in Paris. 
hanging up, waiting for the next important occasion. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Beware. So, James, your next proverb. Okay, so my next proverb is actions speak louder than words. Okay. So what I, I know that one. It's very famous. Yep. Tell tell the listeners what you mean by it. Well, it, it means that what you see with your eyes is more important than what you think with your mind. So when you when you consider or when you are evaluating somebody's behavior, when you're mm -hmm. judging somebody, you can learn more from what they do than what they say. Okay. Um, and this is very important because sometimes we are in a situation where we want to believe somebody even yeah. though their behavior says that we should not. Yes. Have you ever been in this sort of situation, Gideon? Uh, yes, because words are easy, but indeed judge on people's actions, what they do and what they say. I think that's good advice. Absolutely, yes. And, and so even though we, we may want to, to believe somebody, all the evidence in front of our eyes says that we should not. And it's very important to trust what you can see rather than what you might think. A good piece of advice. Thank you. And you have another one, don't you? Yes, I do. And I am cheating. You know, I like to cheat. This is cheating a bit because this is another quote from a famous American writer. But it should be a proverb. It's not a proverb. It should be. It's very well known. And that is, see if you can guess who it is, by the way. If you, okay. A famous American humorist and writer. The first thing you should do in the morning is eat a live frog. Then you can go through the rest of the day knowing the worst is behind you. Well, it, I don't know who it is, but it, it could it be Thurber? No, uh, uh, older than that. Older than that. Um, uh, I don't know if Mencken is um, no. before Thurber. I'll tell you. Oh, it's, it's going to be Mark Twain, isn't it? It is, Mark. Very good. Yes, you got it. Yeah. Mark Twain. It's Mark Twain. I think okay. it's true, actually. And I, 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 I'm trying to apply this to my life because so, so often we wake up in the morning, we've got some onerous tasks to do, and, and you put it off. Oh, God, I'll do it later. No, 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 get those things over with first. And then the rest of the day is going to be so much easier. You agree? So I, I think so, but I'm curious to know when was the last time you ate a live frog? Okay. <laughs> okay, I should explain that that the live frog is a metaphor. Okay. For the difficult stuff that is annoying you and you know pressing you down and you, you things that you don't want to tackle. Not well, you could actually eat a live frog, but you know we're in France, so you know, they might well do that. But yeah. Yeah, it, it sounds rather gross, this, doesn't it? Um, I mean, even James, sense... don't take it all literally, okay? No. <laughs> let's, let's move swiftly on. Okay. <laughs> so my next one is, if you want something doing well, you should do it yourself. This is not a good proverb for people who work in teams or for people who work in, in big companies, where typically work is, is delegated, and often 
tasks and jobs are divided up between a number of people. And so no one person has the ability to, to follow a task from the beginning to the end. But nevertheless, if you take pride in your work, you should do the job yourself. And it is difficult to, to delegate work like this to other people and to rely on other people to do the work to the same standard that you would do it. But I, I agree with that, but there, there are contrary pro proverbs such as many hands make light work, which That's right. sort of says the opposite. Well, you are right, of course, um, and I have no counter-argument to that. But I might say that with many hands make light work, there's a kind of physical uh, notion to it. That is to say, if you're carrying something heavy, then it's better to share the, the burden with a number of people than try to do it yourself. Okay. But with if you want something doing well, it can include many, many other things from the, than physical things. Good. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you mine. So I've already given you a, a Chinese proverb, a Russian proverb, an American proverb saying, and this one is uh, Yiddish. Okay. Hillel the Elder. And he said, if I am not for me, who will be for me? Wow. And don't ask me to find an English equivalent to that because I can't. No, you just you have to stand up for yourself. You, oh, yes. You want, <laughs> yeah, you have to, you know. Yeah, it's much easier than I thought. Be your yeah. best advocate. You know? Yeah. Don't be, don't be afraid to uh, blow your own trumpet, to use the idiom, to, uh, okay, yeah. to praise yourself in the right situations. Okay. Don't cower and hide. Say what you're good at. Tell people that you're capable. I think that's what it means because because no one else is going to do it for you. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's that's certainly wise words from Hillel the Elder, was it? Yes, Hillel the Elder. Hillel the Younger was some other guy. <laughs> he didn't listen to his father, no, obviously. No. <laughs> uh, exactly. Okay. Your next proverb. Okay. So my next one is. Uh, we will cross that bridge when we come to it. A perfect proverb for procrastinators, is it not? Yes. Is it related to don't put off today what you can put off tomorrow? <laughs> exactly. Is it? <laughs> yeah, maybe you can explain. Uh, you can explain a little bit. Uh, the, Certainly. The yes. Proverb. So, so we will cross this. Uh, we will cross that bridge when we when we come to it. It means that on any undertaking on any project, there are always problems to be encountered. And you can't deal with all the problems immediately. You have to deal with the problems one by one. And you have to cross those bridges as you encounter the problems. Mm -hmm. So the, the idea is that you should be very methodical in your, in your dealings. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about that one because I think it, it's it's used as an excuse just not to do what you have to do. It's quite kind of the manana mentality. Okay, we'll do it at some indefinite point in the future. We we don't need to do it now. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. 
Oh, okay. I, I always assumed a bridge was um, a a problem, but but maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe it, it's simply that it's um, to kick the can down the road. Yes, that's not one that I know. <laughs> to knock the ball into the long grass. Okay. <laughs> okay. We like putting putting off things to tomorrow. So are you are you good at um, procrastination? No. Yes. Yes. Uh, if I have a project which which has to be completed by the thirty first of March, about the thirtieth of March, at seven minutes to midnight, I'll probably start tackling it. I understand. So, yeah, that. I'm, I'm, I'm not good. Not good. It's, uh, I think there's a there's a law there's a there's a business administration law about that, and I from memory I think it's um, Parkinson's law. Yeah, yeah, and, I know. Yeah, and it something to the effect that work expands to fill the time available to it. Exactly, and I believe in that one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah I think so there are two I, types of people. If you can divide the world up into two types of people, there are the type of person that they have. A project to complete i don't know in, in six months time and they start now and they do uh, a little bit of work every day and by the time the six months it comes then they've they've finished or more or less finished and the other type of person is we've got loads of time let's go to the pub and get a few beers and <laughs> we'll, we'll think about it later when it gets closer to the moment yes because you never know what might happen oh, exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> It could be a good, yeah, especially this COVID. Uh, Absolutely, world. yes, yes. If, if you adopted a very methodical approach and the lockdown came, you wouldn't be too happy about that. Yes, one of the few cases where the the manana mentality w wins out actually during COVID because the people who didn't plan anything, people who did plan anything, got their their fingers burnt. Absolutely, yeah. What is your next proverb? The next proverb, again, I'm cheating, but this one's Japanese. Okay. I like it so much. It, and it is, the frog in the well does not know the ocean. Yeah. You only okay. know what you know. You only yep. know so much we don't know because we are frogs in the ocean. <laughs> That's who we are. Well, is there a kind of froggy theme running through your proverbs, do you think? Oh, I did notice that. Yeah, there is. It's the second one with a frog in it, isn't there? Yeah, there, there is. Frogs. Rename the podcast about frogs. Well, I'm not sure that I I understand this. Um, that is to say, we we are all at the center of our own world, and we don't have a lot of knowledge of other worlds. Is is that what it is? Uh, exactly. We think we know everything, but okay. face the facts, we're all um, pig ignorant. In the end, there's so much we don't know. Or, or frog ignorant, in fact. Frog. <laughs> we are we are frog ignorant. Okay. Okay. Your your next proverb. So my next one has a um, a personal resonance for me, and it is a fool and his money are soon parted. I know this one very well. A fool and his money are soon parted. Okay. That's why and... you're broke. <laughs> That's right. All the time. And typically it means from time to time in my I'm life. I'm joking, James. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. From, from time to time in my life, 
I realize the the uselessness of spending money. Oh yeah. And I try not to spend money, but the the desire to spend money builds up. Mm-hmm. And after two or three months or maybe four months, I I don't want to say I go crazy, but I spend more money on a Saturday than I would have spent over the previous two or three months. Okay. So I think this is uh, moderation in all things is um, is important. This is a, a personal proverb for me okay. because I'm I'm bad at money management. Well, there's uh, once again I find a proverb which gives the opposite advice. <laughs> And that would be, you can't take it with you. Oh, yes. Can't, yeah. You can't take it with you. Yeah. So it's just going to go sometime. So you might as well spend it. Okay. Well, if anybody's listening who, who wants all my money, um, you know where to <laughs> <laughs> you know where to contact us. Okay. And Gideon, do you have a, um, maybe a final proverb for you? Yeah. Wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> yeah, well, it's very true, isn't it? Yeah, you can't escape, escape yourself. You can you dye your hair. Escape yourself. You can You can wear a, a mask in the street. You can change your clothes. You can wear, you wear a pea green suit. But at the, end, <laughs> at the end of the day, whatever you put on, whatever you're, you're wearing or, or looking like. You can't escape. Wherever you go, you can't escape who you are. So yes, deal it, with it, that. It, you are it, who you are. Wherever you go, there you are. It's interesting. So tell me your, your final proverb. My final one is um, better the devil you know than the one you don't. I know that one. Better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Yeah. And in in teaching terms... I, I teach a lot of people who work in human resources and companies often advertise for a, um, a candidate and they are obliged to have an external candidate and, of course, an internal candidate. And this proverb, better the devil you, you know, would say that the company will hire the internal com- candidate because the internal candidate is the devil we know. We know how bad he is. <laughs> yeah. We know how good she is. And we play safe. That's what we do. We play well, safe. If I may, I don't really like that proverb so much because I kind of disagree with you. It's an excuse not to take any risks. It's an excuse not to give anybody new a chance. You are right, of so, course. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just stay, stay with what you know. Not perfect. Not that great. But you know. Yeah. Stay in your. Somebody else could be much, much worse. Yeah. Stay, stay in your comfort zone. I think that works with politics as well. They, they vote for leaders that are not doing a very good job, but they're scared of the unknown. Yeah, that's right. And so, uh, political parties, they they spend a lot of time engineering this kind of um, consent, we might say. Yeah. Um, and so elections are fought not on the, uh, the progress that a party has made. 
they're typically fought on the, the image of the candidates, which is manufactured um, by the, the opposing parties. That's all for today. Okay. Uh, James, thank you for taking part. I hope to speak to you soon. I remind the listeners that you can also watch our videos on Let Them Talk TV. So thank you, James. And my pleasure. Now, now I've eaten my frog. I'm going to go out and pick some mushrooms. It was a pleasure to act as your frog. <laughs> okay, speak to you soon. Okay, cheers. Bye. Bye.